We're going to get right into the word. We are going to get right into the word today. I hope that you are tuned in. It's going to be a very special message. I hope that it blesses you. If you have a friend that is uh, around or kids, whatever the sorts, I want you to share this message right now. I want you to go to all your social media platforms and share this message right now. We're going to get the word and spread the word out to people so that somebody may be able to receive this word. If you could go with me to 1 Samuel 17 from verses 40 to 45. 1 Samuel 17 from verses 40 to 45. And it says this, Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. Verse 42, we're going to go straight to 45. He looked David over and saw that he was little more than a boy, glowing with health and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. Last verse. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, who you have defiled. Defied. And that's verse 45. You bow your heads in prayer with me. O Father, not in heaven, holy is your name. Father God, as we are coming today to receive a word from you, I beg and ask you to not only open the hearts of people, but allow me to be the vessel you have called for this specific word. God, even from the beginning of time, you have aligned things in a certain way to make sure that they come together according to your plan. I beg and ask you, Lord God, to, that, that you put every single thing that is inside me under submission that is obedient to your call, your plan, and your will. I beg and ask you if there is a person right now who is supposed to receive and hear this word. I beg, you, uh, I beg and ask you to allow it to get into their sight. I beg and ask you, even as I, I'm about to give this word, Lord God, I beg and ask you to filter all the things that are from me and provide and give to the person that is, this word is for, only the things that are from you. There's a lot of people struggling right now, Lord God, but I know that in this word, you have a, a word for that person. I beg and ask you as we sit here, that every single thing that comes out, Lord God, falls onto good ground. We thank you for your son, Christ Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity, Lord God, to even hear a word from you. We thank you, we love you, and we appreciate you. As we say thanks in Jesus' name, amen. The title of today's sermon is The Beauty in the Battle. The Beauty in the Battle. The objective of today's sermon is to encourage you in the spaces where you feel discouraged. I think the hardest, I believe the hardest part of, of, of a Christian walk, or even life in general, is keeping your head up when you feel like your head should be held down. A lot of us have struggles. A lot of us have battles, and a lot of us have tribulations that we feel that we shouldn't be facing. 
We feel that, God, I'm serving you. You've called me. Why am I struggling and dealing with the things that I'm dealing with? Why are there battles? Why am I dealing with wars at work, at home, in schools, in my community, God? But in this sermon, my objective is to try to encourage you that there is a beauty in the battle. That just because you are going through a situation, just because you are struggling, just because there is a trial, it doesn't mean that God is not sorting the things out for your good. I know a lot of us feel often that because there is a struggle or a trial or a battle, you know, sometimes we can feel discouraged in that place. But I want to encourage so many today that without the battle, there is no reward. Battles are essential for you, for victory. See, if there was no battle, there could be no victory. The obstacles that you face are the leaping board to your next. See, that, that barrier between where you're supposed to go is just held up by that, that battle. There's a beauty in that because without that struggle, you're not prepared for the next level. So today I want to encourage somebody that there is beauty in the battle. We're going to go to 1 Samuel 16 and verses 10 to 12. We're going to go to 1 Samuel verses 16 and read from verses 10 to 12. See, a lot of, a lot of what we're facing, uh, it, it, it happens, and, and I mean when we're facing it, it I, I'm, I'm speaking about struggling and, and feeling like we can't go on. A lot of the reasons why we lose hope is because we, we look at battles and we look at fights as if it's something that God is punishing us by. But I want to encourage you today that the battle that you're facing is part of your preparation. It's part of your preparation. We're going to read from 1 Samuel 16 and verses 10 to 12. It says this, Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And this is speaking about Samuel the prophet. He came to the house of Jesse and he was looking for the new king. Saul had been rejected by God. So what, what Samuel, he, God had sent Samuel to Jesse's house because it was going to be one of Jesse's sons selected to be king. But Jesse had multiple sons. So what Samuel is doing now is surveying all of uh, Jesse's sons. It says this, Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. Verse 11. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? They're still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. This is the one. I'm, I'm, I'm so encouraged by this text because it's deeper than what we look at. And I, I know that a lot of people uh, find the encouragement in the fact that David was overlooked. But what I, what I want to tap in into is the fact that 
David was anointed even before he faced Goliath. And what does that mean to you? A lot of us have been appointed, anointed, called, put forward into our purpose, but somehow, someway, there's, there's a barrier that we have to get over. See, Goliath was the battle that David had to go past to, to, to get to that point of notoriety where, where people knew him as a warrior. They knew him as, as somebody that could be king. Because back in those days, you, you couldn't be a king with, with, with no victories or battles under your belt. It's not how, how we had it in, in kind of present day that the leaders can just be uh, politicians. For all intents and purposes, all kings had to be warriors. They had to be able to fight. They had to be able to defend their country. But I find it so powerful that even before David even lifted a sword, he was anointed. But the part that we have to even understand deeper is that even though he was anointed, and a lot of us, if we were in that same situation, we wouldn't even try to face Goliath because I'm already anointed to be king. Why do I even have to lift a muscle? But I want to show you that even though you are anointed, even though you are called, even though you are appointed, the beauty in the battle is that you have to go through it anyways. I want you, I want you to write this down. Your biggest battle will often be in front of your greatest reward. Write that down. Your biggest battle will often be in front of your greatest reward. See, David was supposed to be king. He was supposed to lead Israel into their next. But he had to face Goliath. He had to get over that hump to get to the place that he was called. See, a lot of us struggle in spaces because when, when difficulty comes, when hardship comes, we think that it means that, 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 that God is putting a barrier, that he's stopping us, that he's blocking us for, from, from what he's called us to. But I want to encourage you that, that he's, he's not blocking you, he's prepping you. Because right past that, that obstacle, right past that giant, right past that mountain, that you are struggling with is your greatest reward. What obstacle is in your life right now that you, you've decided to give up on because you weren't willing to fight? The beauty in the battle is that even though it feels like a struggle, there's victory on the other side. See, it, it, it's so hard for us to understand that not only, not, not just because you, you, you're a Christian and you feel like God should be handing you stuff. See, God is wise in all ways and all fronts and he knows that if he just gives it up to you, you'll be ill prepared for what you're called to. I want to go to the next verse. We're going to read from Matthew 4, verse 1. Matthew 4, verse 1. See, I want somebody to get this today. The struggles that you are facing are prepping you for the next stage that you're supposed to go in. God is calling somebody to just hold on a little longer. Get their endurance right because this fight is not for the weak. It's not for the swift. It's not for the strong, but those that endure to the end. 
Matthew 4, verses 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. See, a lot of us know this, this story. This is, this is the beginning of, of Jesus' ministry in, in, in all intents and purposes, that he, he got baptized and then he went into the wilderness to get tempted. But a lot of people don't take in the fact that this preceded him going out and doing all, all, all the miracles that you've seen, the teaching that, you, that he, he, he put out. This preceded all of that. So that's what makes this important, and I want you to write this down. Battles are not only there to test you, but they are there to prepare you. Look at your neighbor right now and say, neighbor, these battles that I am going through are not only here to test me, but they are here to prepare me. See, Jesus, the one who, who, who presented the ultimate example to all of us, he was led by the Spirit to be tempted. See, for all of us, if we, if we, we finished 40 days of fasting like Jesus did, a lot of us would be expecting God to give a blessing on that side, not send us into struggle. But he sent his son into struggle. He sent his son to be tested. See, I know it feels like, you know, you've been doing all the right things on the right time. Why would God test you? Why would he challenge you? That's because the battles are not here to, not only here to test you, but they're here to prepare you. See, even when, when Jesus uh, went to be tempted, I don't want to focus on the, the, the temptations himself, but the fact that he was tempted in, in the ways that he was tempted. Because when we, when we think about the fact that he fasted first and, and, and that Jesus, after he was baptized, said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, you are expecting to... Like for all of us, a lot of us would expect for everything to kind of just come and go. But he fasted, then was tempted by the devil himself. And it's, it, it, it's troublesome because a lot of our struggles feel like, we feel like they shouldn't be there because I'm doing all the right things. I'm coming here to encourage you today that, yes, you are doing the right things. But this is when God comes to show up and show out for you. He uses you like he used Job as an example of faith. He uses you as an example of love. He uses you as an example of obedience. When you will listen. But for a lot of us, the struggle is too much. We don't see the beauty in the battle because we're thinking about the pain. We're thinking about the hardships. We're thinking about the struggles. And for a lot of us, struggles are not something that we're interested in. Struggles make life hard. Struggles are annoying. Can I be honest? That a lot of us wish it was easier. See, I, I'm going to be very blunt and, and, and say that I don't think there, there's anybody that would go out and say that I want to have a hard time. 
but God knows every single fiber and part in your being. And he knows that if he just let you have everything, would you be prepared for the things that you're called to? See, if, you, if we now look and dig into the, the, the three forms of, of temptation that, that Christ went through, all of the things were in, in spaces and places that he may struggle with after if, if he wasn't tested at that time. Because a lot of times we feel like we're prepared and then obstacles come in the way. And they start to show us exactly who we are and where we are. See, it was so important for Jesus to face those things because on the other side of that temptation was purpose. Have you ever been in a space where you've been doing all the right things all the time and then there was a challenge? I want to submit to you today that that challenge wasn't there to break you. It was there to prepare you. See, the beauty in the battle is the fact that even though I'm struggling, even though I'm hurting, even though it feels difficult, even though there is resistance, on the other side there is opportunity for victory. And even, even for us, we don't like to lose. I don't like to lose. I like to be on the winning side. But God has to make sure that you are ready and prepared. See, he, he doesn't want to just send you out there. He doesn't want to just, just push you in that direction without properly preparing you. For some of you, you are the only, the, the only face uh, of, of Christianity that your friends and family may see. So it's important that every single time you're there, you, you put your most transparent and good foot forward. But how can you do that? How can you come with love? How can you come with understanding? How can you teach others about who God is if you aren't properly prepared? The beauty in the battle is the building. It's the preparation. It's the readiness that, that you uh, as saints get into so that on the other side of this difficult season that you're going, is your purpose. The beauty in the battle. Let's go now to Genesis 37 from verses 18 to 28. Genesis 37 verses 18 to 28. I'm really trying to push home today that, 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 that the battles that we're facing are for our good. I know it doesn't feel like it all the time. I know that, that, that it feels like Man, why do I have to go through this when I've given my life to God? Shouldn't he be taking care of me in these places? But there's a beauty in the battle. Genesis 37 from verses 18 to 28. A lot of us know these stories. This story is the story of Joseph. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get through this. But I want you to, to personally think about what, what Joseph was probably going through during this time going to read from verses 37 from verses 18 to 28. It's a long read, but it's worth it. But they saw him in the distance. And before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. So prior to this, um, 
young Joseph, who was a child at the time, had gained his father's favor. So he gained his father's favor, and, and, and the problem was that, that he, he, he had a dream, and in the dream, he spoke of essentially his father and his brothers bowing before him, that, that him being ahead of them. See, what that caused was jealousy, caused jealousy amongst his, his brethren. So now we're seeing a place after the jealousy had kind of come into them. And the fact that he had his father's favor so much that he was given a coat of multicolors, it, 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 it hit his, 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 bro, his brothers wrong. It put something in their heart where they hated him to the point where they wanted to get rid of him. So we're going to read verses 18 28 now. Here comes that dreamer, they said to, uh, to each other. I want to speak to you. Have you ever had a dream? Or something that you feel you called to and the people around you didn't understand. So they mocked you or called you out of your name just because they were jealous of your purpose. It's part of the battle. Here comes that dreamer that they said to each other. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life. You see, it's, it's so powerful that there's even just one who would try to spare you, even when you have that big dream and everybody else is jealous. Verses 22. Don't shed any blood. This is Reuben speaking. Throw him into this cistern here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him, Reuben said. This is to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So what the, the Bible was speaking about after is just to say that Reuben had planned to get him dropped in that cistern and later in the night he would bring him back to the father. Verses 23. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the ornate robe he was wearing. And they took him and threw him into the cistern. The cistern was empty. And there was no water in it. As they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh. And they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. See, even in this space when people have their minds and eyes set on you, God will even provide compassion to those hearts, not lay a hand on you. Verses 28 and last. Sorry, verses 27, I think we missed verses 27. Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. And after all, he is our brother in our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. Verse 28 and last. So when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. Some of us have dreams. Some of us have callings. Some of us have a purpose that we're headed towards. 
See, Joseph was a child when he had a dream about what he was called to. The problem was that there was a lengthened timeline between the starting point, the dreaming, the calling, and then the purpose. See, Joseph was only a child when he received the dream, but he was going to be an adult when he would see it fulfilled. I want you to write this down. You don't control the length of the battle, but you can control how long you stay in it. I want you to write that in the chat. You don't control the length of the battle, but you control how long you stay in it. I want us to look at the situation that, that, that Joseph was in. We're talking about his flesh and blood gave him up just because they were jealous of what he was called for. Just because they were jealous of his purpose. Do you have somebody that is, that, or, or people that are around you, that you, you can just tell that they are jealous about the purpose that you are, 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 are getting set up for? I want to encourage you today to stay in the fight as long as you can. Because sometimes in some things that we are called for, we don't manage and, 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 and can't control the length of time that it takes to get to what we're called for. See, so you may be sitting here right now or listening to me online, and you may be called and purposed for something that is 15 years down the road. Can you stay in the battle long enough to see the victory? Can you stay in the battle long enough to see the purpose fulfilled? See, the, the problem is, is that we don't have the endurance required for a long battle. See, there's, there's a lot of you that are listening to this sermon right now that are going through a long battle. See, long battles are not bad, but they can be dreary. They can pull you down. They can discourage you. Because we're even in this age we're in, it's an age where people are looking to have microwave blessings. That I, I, I can just pop in and God will bless me and give me everything that he's called me for. That, that I can just step in and the thing that I'm, I'm purposed for will be given to me. They don't want to fight their giants. They don't want to fight their temptations. But they do want victory. See, the beauty in the battle is the struggle that we're going through. See that it, it, it's beautiful because it better prepares you for what you're called to. See it may feel like, like God why am I going through this? God why am I struggling here? Not knowing that if it wasn't for the preparation that, 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 that God put you through. You wouldn't be ready for the purpose. We later on know that that Joseph would go on to be second in command in Egypt. He'd be right under Pharaoh. But he would not see that, 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 that purpose fulfilled for many years. I want to take you into the, to the place where, where Joseph could have been in when he was just a slave. A lot of us, if, if, if we we got a dream or God called us and he said to us that I, I, I'm placing you in this space. A lot of us would, have, would give up. We would give up because we're believing 
that God has forsaken us because he didn't go within our timeline. But I want to encourage you today that this race is about enduring. It has nothing to do with short-time goals and short-time purposes. That, that's what we deal with, humans. God deals in purpose, objectives. He doesn't, he doesn't deal with just self-gratification and satisfaction. Every single thing that he does has a plan. But are you willing, if you are called, to see that thing through the end? Can you imagine what, what Joseph could have been thinking and, and, and dealing with as a young man? He was a child when he was given up to be a slave by his own flesh and blood. See that mental battle that we'd be going through to, to, to believe that my, my, my brothers who I look up to, see I'm a young man and I, I know what it is to, to, to look up to people. And for young men, there's, there's always people that you want to be big and strong like. You want to be smart like. You want to be like them. And Joseph had brothers. And he, he probably wanted to be like them. And they hated him for being a dreamer. They, they hated him for being favored. They, they hated him for the dream that he had that made them seem insignificant based on his purpose. So what a lot of us deal with is struggling to endure in the race. Joseph could have given up. He could have decided that I'm not going to stay in this race anymore. I'm not, I, I'm not going to hold on to those dreams of, those, uh, of that purpose that God has called me to. I'm just going I'm, I'm to fall away to the wayside. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to feel defeated. But he stayed the course. He trusted in God, even in spaces that often a lot of us would give up in. And I know it's not, we're, 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 we're not always the heroes of this story, but I want to encourage you in this point that sometimes your purpose and the things that you are called for don't have a timeline that you can see in the near future. It could be 15 years down the road. It could be 20. See, it could be 25 years down the road, and you just speak to that person, and, and that word that you say to them changes their life completely, and then they change the world. but it's going to require you to battle your mind. It's going to require you to, to battle the things that, that, that would come to defeat you, the giants that come to defeat you, the mountains that seem too high to climb, the valleys that seem too low to come out of. But I want to encourage you today that if you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling defeated, there is, a, there is beauty in the battle, and that, and, and that beauty is that, that, that journey of trusting God even when it doesn't make sense. Having faith in God even when you feel weak. Because a lot of the times the things that we're called to are, are, are past what our personal abilities are. God has given us gifts but I want to tell somebody that it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. So a lot of us 
need to get into the space where God can use us. But he cannot use you if he, don't, he, if he doesn't trust that you're willing to fight. A lot of what we're, we're facing today and what people don't see is, is, and, and understand is that we're going through a spiritual battle. So what does that look like? It doesn't look like physical fighting, but it does look like spiritual fighting. And what does spiritual fighting look like? It's, it looks like holding on. It looks like not giving up. It looks like having faith in spaces that faith doesn't make sense in. It looks like trusting God when you know that he's called you for a purpose. And that means that if you are 15 years old, when, you, when God told you that you shall be a leader among nations, you trust and you believe in that, even if it doesn't make sense. Because the beauty in the battle is the building and the growing with God. In the spaces that you're in, building that strength, building that endurance with God, He's building your faith. He's expanding your relationship to understand him better. He's increasing your faith and your strength. He's increasing your trust. But that can only happen with the battle. Coming down shortly. Imagine if God gave you everything you wanted when you ask for it, you would forget him. You'd give up on him. You would doubt him. A lot, of, a lot of you would just come back when you need something else. See, that's the problem with having, not having any kind of resistance. It's similar when you go to the gym. The, the gym is a mental battle in itself. It's not only a physical battle, it's a mental battle. See, the weights that, that you're, you're lifting on a constant basis when you go to the gym, there's, there's some strength you've got to put in to get the muscles that you desire. Physically, you're, 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 you have resistance, and when you pull those weights in, but also when your body feels like giving up, your mind tells it no, and that's where the muscles are built. At that breaking point when the muscles feel like giving up and then you give that extra rep, your muscles build. So where is your endurance now? Where is your, your, your understanding or your want to be in the battle? Because this sermon today was, was, was made and, and curated so that you could understand that the battle is a blessing. The battle is beautiful. And it's only if when we're battling we trust God. I want to go back and review what we talked about today to make sure that it hits home. And I want you to write this down. You can put it in the chat if you like to. But I want you to write this down and remember this that, that when you take this home because I want you to I want you to receive this. Be encouraged by this. Your biggest battle will often be in front of your greatest reward. See, David has, had to go through Goliath. See, he was anointed king by Samuel, but that preceded the battle 
that he had with Goliath? What if David said that, no, I'm not going to fight Goliath, and then everything went to shambles because he wasn't prepared to be a leader or a warrior. But he learned in that battle to trust in God even when the circumstances seemed bigger than he could understand. We're going to go again. Battles, battles are not only there to test you, but they are there to prepare you. Our Savior Christ Jesus had to be tempted in the wilderness before he even started his ministry. We're talking about Jesus Christ himself had to be tested before he stepped into his purpose. Lives don't understand that we're ready to give up, but I want to encourage you today that the battles are not there to test you, but they are, are there to prepare you. And the last one we spoke about today is you don't control the length of battle, but you can control how long you stay in it. Joseph was betrayed by his own flesh and blood. Could you imagine his feelings? Could you imagine the emotions that were going through his head? I know the Bible doesn't record it, but we see that later in his life when, when his brothers came back. He was hurt at what they did. but He was able to, to, to give God glory because he saw that it was for a greater good. That even though there was a, a mental battle that he had to face, there was victory on the end. There was purpose on the other side. There was victory on the other side. We're going to wrap up now. We're going to wrap up. Today's sermon was to encourage you to not give up. I don't know where you are right now. See, a lot of us are in, in, in battles right now. We're in struggles right now. You're in tribulations right now. But I want to encourage you that even though it feels like you should give up, I want you to stay in that fight. I want you to stay in that battle. I want you to stay in that, 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 that struggle that you're going through. Because on the other side of that struggle, on the other side of that resistance, on the other side of that obstacle, is victory. If you trust in Christ Jesus. But you cannot have a reward without a battle. But most importantly, the beauty in the battle is trusting God. Believing in Him. And allowing Him to organize your every step. To build every single portion of your life to make sure that you are readily prepared for your purpose. We're going to come down and pray now. But I want to pray with somebody today that is dealing with doubt. They are feeling like they should give up. They are feeling like they should be letting go because the obstacles that are facing seem too much to bear. I know it can, it can feel like that all the time and I, I don't know where you are right now. I don't know what you're dealing with. But I do know that there is a God that can manage and organize every single situation in your life for your good. So I want to pray with you today on that account.
If you know somebody that, that could benefit from this prayer, I want you to connect with them after this message or even send them this message. I want you to share it on all your platforms, but I, I want somebody to get this, that there is beauty in the battle, and it's when you endure. If you could bow your heads in prayer with me. Oh, Father in art in heaven, holy is your name. Father God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your goodness, and we thank you for your mercy. God, today you sent a word entitled, The Beauty in the Battle. See, a lot of times people are struggling with giving up. See, giving up is the easy way because there is, it's the, the path of least resistance. But God, right now there is somebody that is struggling with something that you want them to hold on in. There's somebody that is, is going on a path that you've called them to. And you want them to hold on a little longer because on the other side of them holding on is their purpose. I beg and ask you, Lord, wherever that person is right now, God, I beg and ask you to send your angels to a camp around them right now. I beg and ask you to send your mighty hand and lay it on them, Lord God. Encourage them in their spirit not to give up. Not to doubt. Not to let go, but to endure to the end. God, there's somebody that is trickling on the line uh, of stepping out and away from you, Lord God. I beg and ask you to hold on to them, Lord God. Whisper to them, Lord God, while they sleep, while they walk. Give them some form of encouragement that you are still with them. The devil is actively trying to, to get rid of people and separate them from you, Lord God, I beg and ask you to call them home. Even, Lord God, there's a person right now who does not know you. This is the first sermon that they are hearing. I beg and ask you, Lord God, to call them home. Show them that you love them. Show them that every single thing that they face, every struggle that they have, you sent them there for a reason. And it will work out for their good. I know that there, there are people that are, are, are around globally that are struggling with things. God, I don't know everything, but it, in a wide and broad statement, Lord God, I beg and ask you to cover your people. Cover those that you're calling. Bring them in, Lord God, and bring them home because there's so much things that are going on in the world, so many distractions. I just beg and ask you, Lord God, that you call them home. But I also beg, Lord God, that the, that the things that they hear and the, and, the, and the things that they receive fall on good ground. So that once they are home, they will stay home. I beg and ask you to, to, to cover those that are, are in addiction in any forms. Drugs, sex, drinking, Lord God. Cover them. Marriages, Lord God. The devil is attacking marriages. Cover the marriages, Lord God. Relationships with you, Lord God. People are, are, are falling away from you faster than they've ever been, Lord God. Seeking things out in the world, but I beg and ask you to call them home. This, Lord, this word, word, Lord God, was about keeping in the bottle. I beg and ask you right now, Lord God, if there's somebody who is struggling with endurance, give them strength. You know us all by name, Lord God. You called us from birth. I beg and ask you to let us just be obedient to your will at all times. God, you know me by name. I beg and ask you to just cover every single thing that I'm, I'm doing and let it be according to your will. God, if there's anything that I fail of asking, I beg and ask you to fail not to grant. 
as we say thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you for coming and joining us for our service today. We hope that you are blessed. If there's anybody that has uh, not received Christ or, or is interested in being a part of this church body, we beg and ask you, we, we, we encourage you to <clears throat> reach out. We have various ministries that uh, could, could reach out or accommodate you in your needs, specific needs based on uh, personality, age, whatever it is. So we encourage you to reach out. If there's a person who is unsaved and they want to, we beg and ask, we encourage you to reach out as well. We thank you again for being part of the sermon. We hope that you bless you. And I hope that it bless you. And we will see you next week. Thank you.